0: Grand evening, everybody. Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. I pray you are all divine. Another one. Grand evening. I pray you are all divine. I pray you are embracing this humid weather. <laughs> Your girl's been riding her bike, thinking that it felt like it was winter, and I am sweating. But I firstly want to start this room by speaking on something that happened this morning, because I'm a woman of my word. And I'm a woman of integrity. And I was asked publicly in one of these rooms this morning if I cared about the opinions of others or the way that my truth could hurt somebody. And I said, I'm going to give you the first answer. And the first answer is no. And I realized that as I've gone through my day, this has played on my mind. It, It hasn't left me alone. And I'm like, Tanya, why is that? And I wanna tell you guys why. When you step into certain positions in your life and you're in these rooms and you're giving your opinion and you're giving your truth, or you've got a business or you're running a brand, there's a certain responsibility that you have. So I value what I give to people. I value what I say. I value um, how it may be taken. And because I value people, I have an intention that is to be of value. Years ago, years ago, I would have been in a place where I would have thought about what people think about me and what they're saying about me and the way that, and that didn't serve me. That didn't help me elevate. That didn't help me move. But what I understand in people's listening in that conversation, because I said I don't care, they don't understand why I don't care. And I don't have to explain myself to anybody. But the reason why I am is because it gave me a beautiful place to sit with myself today and it gave me an amazing place to learn. Abundance Lane is a one way street. It's not a two way street. Abundance Lane is a one-way street. You cannot have thoughts of abundance and thoughts of lack and be headed in the same direction. And so years ago, where I chose to sit, where many people choose to think about things, people care so much about people's opinions that it stops them from living their truth. And I recognize that for me, to be able to live my truth, regardless of the responsibility that I have in um, hosting rooms, running businesses, I have to sit on my truth always. And my truth has to be abundant. Worrying about what people think about me, about their opinions, about what they've got to say, I've done that. I've done that, and you know what it done? It stopped me from elevating. It stopped me from progressing. It stopped me from leveling up. If I thought about what people think about me, some of you see me on Facebook Live on a Monday morning in my bonnet, after I've just had my exercise class, sometimes I'm in my pajamas, sometimes I've flung on two, two, two things. If I cared, I wouldn't be able to deliver that message. Because I would care so much that I would have to think about looking up and showing up looking good. I wouldn't be able to be that level of me. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can go on to it. I've been on Facebook on Facebook Live with tears running down my face. No hair on my head. You know, my, my hair might be in some type of doo-doo plaits. Because I've got to a place in my life where the message, the assignment, what's in me, when it's in me, if God says share it, I'm doing that. So that's the only person that I'm responsible to. But I wanted to share that because I recognize that when we're in these rooms and when we're in any place in our life, we're only ever listening from where we're at. We rarely listen from where another person is sitting or another person's point of view. So I heard the other person's point of view, but I understood that for where I stand and where I sit in my life right now, there was a level of that conversation that I wasn't going into. Because when I'm focused on just being light, when I'm focused on giving light, I I know, I know, like I know, like I know, light can never take away from anybody else's light. But light can add to light. If there's two lights shining in a room, not one of them is going to be taken away from the other person's light. One might shine a bit brighter, but it's never going to take away from the other person's light. The only way that that could take away is if that person believes that it does. And if you believe that someone is taken away from your light, then I believe that you've got to sit with yourself. You've got some questions that you've got to answer yourself. Answer with yourself. I always say to people, People don't really rate the Kardashians, but I love the Kardashians for the point that there are sisters who have the same brand. Two or three of them have makeup brands. Two or three of them have makeup brands and one of them is a billionaire, the other one is a millionaire. Do you think they sit at home and say, hey, why are you doing the same thing as me? Or your branding is taken away from my life? No. They recognize that abundance lane is a one way avenue street. So when you focus on being abundant in all that you are and all that you do, you ain't got time to focus on the lack. And I understand more than ever that not everybody can hear that conversation. I understand more than ever that not everybody puts themselves in a position for their ears, for their heart, for their mind to open up to that reality. Some of us wanna talk about our circumstances again and again and again, as if that's gonna create change. I ain't got time for that. I don't talk about what's happening in my circumstances that I'm not willing to push past and give power to. And I did not understand that years ago because at that point, me speaking my truth meant, well, this is what's happening for me right now. So I need to talk about it because it's my truth. But I learned to level up in a different way and I learned to recognize that my reality is only a total sum of what I've thought it to be up until now so if I continue to speak into it I'm going to continue to create it but I understood the power of my tongue and I'm understanding it more and more and more every single day and so there's a level of a conversation that I won't speak into because I know how powerful my tongue is So I know that when I speak into something, I create it. So if I don't want it, I'm not speaking into it. And it's so simple. It's so simple. But the thing is, you've got to train yourself to understand that if that's not been your belief system before. And there's so many levels to conversations that happen within these rooms. Because as much as I say that, I can speak from that place, because guess what? I also haven't ignored the things that consistently show up to pull me back to a place that I don't want to be. I've had to address them things. And I will continue to. But I also understand certain laws of the universe that what you give your energy to, that's where the energy grows So do I give my energy to where I want to, what I don't want? Or do I give my energy to what I do want? I'm going to plug it again. Abundance lane is a one-way street. You cannot go towards what you want and focus on what you don't want at the same time. It's not possible. And I do this many times, many, many, many times in my room where I get people to stand up. And I get them to look at something in front of them and I say, okay, cool, what do you want? And they'll say whatever. And I say, start walking towards it and they'll start stepping. And then I'll say, okay, what's holding you back? And then they'll say whatever, their fears, their doubts, their disbeliefs. And I'll say, okay, cool, that's behind you. Now go towards that. And I'm saying, so can you go towards what's behind you and what's in front of you at the same time? Physically, no, you can't do it. Spiritually, we can't do it. We can't have faith and fear in the same place at the same time. And some of y'all will be, yeah, 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 I believe, I believe, and God this and God that. But the doubt that leaves your mouth every second that you speak reveals where you are. And so I'm just saying, I've been holding myself real accountable to not just wanting to make better decisions in my life, but watching my mouth watching my thoughts, watching the way that I um, go towards what I want. And so I can say, yes, with chest and heart and love. I don't care about how that affects another person because the amount of work that it takes me to do this, to be in this place, to hold myself accountable, to walking down Abundant Lane, that's different. And I can't focus on that. At the same time, I was focusing on, oh my gosh, I might have blessed one person, but a hundred people felt irritated. Guess what, guys, I'm going for that, one. Yo, Jesus had the believers inside. But what did God say? Go out to the ones that don't believe. You might have 99 people who are with you, but I want you to talk to the one who doesn't. So it's the same, if 99 people are going against me, but one is standing with me, praise be to God. We're built different and we're all in different seasons of our lives. And when we don't know the assignment on somebody's life, when we don't understand the season that they're in, we may not hear where they're coming from. And so listening is a skill. Listening is a skill. And sometimes we're posed questions and there's an energy. And that was the room that was, it was about this morning. They were talking about undercurrent. I'm a feeler. So when a question comes, yo, if it's got an undercurrent, boom, I'll feel it. When a question comes and it comes with purity, I'll feel it. When a question comes and it comes with love, I'll feel it. Because I vibe with staying connected to just that. And so if anything is not of love, I'll feel it. But the truth of the matter is, it's a beautiful place to be because You don't have to give attention to anything that you don't want to give attention to. Giving attention to anything is a choice, whether good or bad. And so I just wanted to open the room with that awareness, with the understanding that I fully understand. And yo, I heard something beautiful about understanding and it presented the idea that understanding is what you stand on understanding is the consciousness that you stand on but some of us aren't aware of the consciousness we stand on so we don't understand (laughs) but when you become aware of the consciousness that you're standing on now you have a different level of understanding understanding is the consciousness that you stand on and everybody's indifferent has different level of consciousness everybody has different level of awareness and that's why we experience so much conflict and contrast because we don't understand other people's consciousness people don't even understand their own consciousness and you see, when you're not in a place of really just vibing with you, like, you know, like just, just just in love with your journey and recognizing that that's a process too, you ain't got time to judge other people's. You ain't even got time to worry about it because you know that everything is working out in divine time and divine time ain't your business. Divine time ain't your business. I believe in three businesses within this world, God's business, my business, and other people's business. And I've only got to maintain one of those businesses. And that's my business. God's doing what he needs to do. People are doing what they need to do. So guess what? I'm going to do what I need to do because that's the only business that I've got control over. So I just wanted to open the room with that. That's where I stand when I come into these rooms. That's where I sit when I come into these rooms. I recognize that it is a blessing. And let me tell y'all, it's a blessing that I do not take for granted. That when I open my mouth, people listen. That's a blessing. When I put a call out, people respond. That is a blessing that I do not take for granted. And I don't know what part of me asked for that. But what I do know is I'm grateful for it. And so I am responsible for that. And my responsibility tells me that if I find something valuable and I can share it, I will. That's what that, my responsibility tells me. My responsibility tells me that not everybody gets that blessing. Not everybody gets to talk and people want to listen. Not everybody gets to put out a call and people respond. And I recognize more than ever, ever in my life before, that this responsibility is much bigger than me. So I have to stay connected to my creator, I have to stay obedient. And so there's certain conversations that when I'm speaking, I'm not speaking from the same place that I would have five years ago. Heck, six months ago. Because I'm forever learning. I'm forever evolving. I'm forever learning something different and applying it. And one of my greatest plugs lately is abundance lane as a one-way street. You cannot focus on what you want and what you don't have at the same time. And the conversations, when I used to talk about what I didn't have and what wasn't working out, yeah, they were the same conversations where I'd focus on what people think of me and what people are saying, nah, I ain't got time. I don't care, because I can't afford to. That costed me something. That costed me beating myself up behind the screen. That costed me not releasing this stuff. That costed me not opening my doors. That costed me something. And it's a price that was too heavy for me to pay. So I will not apologize for what I said, but I will shed light on it with the hope and desire that somebody understands with the hope and desire that this lights someone else's fire that is sitting at home caring about what people think to a degree that you're not unleashing what is in you. Caring about, oh, if I shine, my brothers and sisters might feel out of place. Yo, they will shine too if you just give yourself permission to. Oh, if I do something different, it will go against the grain of what my parents thought. So what? You're the change maker, you're the chain breaker, you're the one that's been called to do it. And you ain't gonna do it if you focus on the opinions of other people. Many people find it difficult that you came from the same place as them, you went to the same school as them, you were raised in the same household as them and you're different. But they don't understand thought. They don't understand energy.
1: So what I won't do is act like
0: I don't know better because I do. And that's the responsibility that I choose to take when I walk into these rooms. That's the stance that I choose to stand in. When you know better, you do better. And so I won't be pulled back into certain conversations. I won't be pulled back into certain ways of thinking. I won't be pulled back into certain ways of speaking and heck, I will not apologize for it. And it leads me beautifully to this room. Standards versus boundaries. What's the difference? What's the difference? Do we have standards for ourselves? Do we have boundaries for ourselves? And do we know the difference between the two? Like I said, normally I come into these rooms and I just drop and I had to just drop that. But now I wanna open the room for conversation. First of all, if you wanna say anything in terms or in relation to what I just said, please come to the stage because I recognize that I can be hard, I can speak hard. And I'll tell you guys also why, because I had to speak to myself hard. I was tired of being tired. I was tired of hearing myself say the same old things. I was tired of waiting for someone to help me. I was tired of waiting for my life to miraculously change. And I'd got so comfortable in certain spaces that I had to start speaking to myself hard because I realized that my internal voice was a little bit hard. And it was hard in telling me what I can't do, what I can't be, what's not possible. So I had to override it. And lately I've found the most beautiful, soft, loving, amazing voice within myself that I also silenced for many years. But now when I hear her speak and when I hear her present herself and I hear her show up, oh, I'm so grateful. So in me being hard, sometimes people don't want to challenge me. But I'm always open for a challenge. And also, sometimes because I say things, people might feel like their opinion isn't valuable because I'm so strong in mine. Be strong in yours. If it serves you. And if it doesn't serve you and it's not giving you good results in your life, then change it. Because that's one thing about me, I'm a sit with myself. I sat with myself today. I'm gonna sit with the way that things are received. I'm gonna sit with the way that things bounce back because I know who I'm aspiring to be. Furthermore, I know who I am now. And sometimes we've been asked to just speak on many different levels to different people because everybody's in different places. And I'm grateful that I'm willing to learn to adapt. And I'm willing to find different ways to have the same conversation so that it lands with more people. So what I will say is, if you've got anything to say on that, please come to the stage and just say what it is that you need to say. And if you don't have anything to say on that, in terms of today's room, we're going to be talking standards versus boundaries. I do believe that we've done a session before on boundaries, but to be honest, after the conversation that happened last week with Bev and Claudine in their room, and I believe the topic was, do we let fathers parent their children? And I just heard how many people just don't have standards or boundaries. I was like, girl, we got to talk about this. And another thing that I also, the reason why I wanna speak about this is because I just recognize how beneficial having standards and boundaries has been for my life. And so if it's been fruitful and it's been amazing for my life, like I said, I'm always happy to share my take on things and what I've learned. And if it blesses one person, I'm grateful. If it helps one person, I am so so grateful. But on a Wednesday, I like to hear you lots of opinions. I like to hear your views. I just like to hear where people are at and what people think, um, because I give a lot in these spaces, and I and I'm so grateful that I can. But in a, in order to give, we sometimes have to figure out where people are at. So that's why I invite you to talk because I could just come in these rooms and talk. I don't even know that I could talk so long, but I could talk a lot, a lot for a very long time. (laughs) Um, But having a conversation is also very, very beautiful because you're able to learn, you're able to hear yourself and other people, you're able to hear yourself out loud. And sometimes just saying things out loud, sometimes I get asked a question and I speak out loud and then I go, oh my God, that's actually what I think. Well, I don't even know I thought that it was just in my head I didn't open my mouth and hear it so when I open my mouth and I hear it I'm like oh there you go that's what you really think so it's a beautiful place to learn so I want to ask everybody in the room do you know the difference between a standard and a boundary and what is the difference to you feel free to come up don't rush all at once (laughs) But please do, some people come up and have a conversation with me. I would like to know your take on boundaries and standards. Do you feel there is a difference? Do you know the difference? And actually, do you even have these in your life consciously? Anybody? I'll wait.
1: First, do was good.
0: Oh my gosh. Have you guys been struggling to hear me? Some
1: people have, yeah.
0: You know why? Um, You guys have probably been hearing me through my headphones. (laughs) But I've taken them off now. I don't have them on, but they were on the chair. But we're back. My headphones my headphones were connected so thank you thank you for letting me know so guys do no, no. tell me um do you have standards do you have boundaries do you know the difference do you think they're important they're important i want to say i have them but no i don't know the difference and
1: that was very clear when the parenting room came up on standards v expectation and that was around children and even then it was a little bit confusing, so I have come to listen, I did want to just actually say and answer the question, I'm not going to act like I know the difference, because I don't, I thought I did, but I don't, Um, and so I really would like some guidance, I suppose, on clearly the difference, so I can start putting more of these in place,
0: because, yeah, they're needed. Love that, thank you, thank you for just coming up, even though you wanted to listen and contribute, it's so important, like, I love it. Like sometimes I'm just here talking to my damn self and it's so boring. And yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that. Miss Shanice, what's good, girl? Hey. Hey, honey. Tell me. I'm blatantly here eating my food, but let's go. Go ahead. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. i um, was saying, Um, I, I thought that standards and boundaries was, were within
1: the same thing. So, I would love to know what the difference is between them. I have, I have zero clue. And I, to be fair, although I have been taught about boundaries, have I ever really placed any of them in place? <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying with my kids, especially. I'm trying to put boundaries in my children. Um,
1: you know, um, the girls have a bit of issues. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: would love to, I would love to have some more info and a bit more guidance on the difference. I love that. I'm here for it. And to, to be honest with you guys, I think until I started coaching, I didn't necessarily know the difference. Although for me personally, I feel I've had both in place. But I think when I started to hear more and more people speak, I really started to recognise, oh, my gosh, there's a complete difference in my eyes. And maybe if people got that, it would help them more. So that's why I really wanted to open up this conversation. But the pro's in the building. It's Cece. She's in the building. And (laughs) originally I was going to do this room with her because I think what's beautiful is... Um, I've been speaking a lot about identity lately, and I'm loving that a lot of like my students and, and clients are really going into who am I, who am I, who am I? Past being a mum, past being a wife, you know, past being an accountant. Like, who are you without any of those titles? And it's a question I always ask people. But I recognise for a long time in my life, and still to today, a major part of my identity is Claudine and Tanya. Claudine and Tanya, they're Claudine and Tanya, as if we're not separate people. And the truth of the matter is we vibe heavy. Like me and Claudine are just me and Claudine. Like we are pretty much one, but we're so different. It's unbelievable how different we are. And when it comes to standards and um, boundaries, we got different takes. We got completely different takes. Although I, we, our meaning might be the same, we've got different takes. So I always felt like it would be interesting for both of us to chop up together. And the fact that if you didn't know, we are blood sisters. Um, so the fact that, again, we were raised in the same circumstances, if you like, completely different views, completely different opinions, completely different ways of seeing life, handling life, dealing with life um but yeah seeing many of the same things we even had our first child at the same time so we've gone through a lot of the same stuff together but we're so different so Cece tell us what's the difference between boundaries and standards is there a difference do you know the difference what's your take
1: so so for me I think a standard needs to be in place to have a boundary I think a standard is um, that we set for ourselves and a lot of us don't have standards for ourselves therefore we're accepting anything and the boundary is like oh like you push the line so with my three-year-old because he is always my child, listen I have to set a standard for him I have to he has to know what is expected of him in order for him to you know to know if there's boundaries everybody's going to push a boundary especially children children are going to push boundaries because it's how we learn I pushed a lot of boundaries as a child. My mum and dad are in the so We won't discuss those, those, those types of boundaries right <laughs> now. But it's how we learn. Stepping outside of a boundary is how we learn. But a standard to me comes first. The standard is, what do I expect for myself? What is the expectation here? Then the boundary comes in place. And the boundary is, okay, this is why that standard's in place
0: oh interesting okay I like it I like the the I like the view I like the perspective so for me I hear what you're saying um in terms of having to have a standard first then having a boundary I agree because I believe I personally believe a standard is what you set for yourself so the standard is how you see yourself it's how what you expect for yourself. The boundary protects that. So the boundary is not a barrier. So the way that I break this down to many people is when you have a house, right? Not sometimes not so much in England, but if we think of houses and actually, yeah, two in England, there is a boundary which separates your house from another person's house. So whether it's your drive, your garden, your fence. There is a boundary. The house is the standard. The house is the the solid foundation. The boundary protects that. That's how I see the difference. So the boundary protects what is inside. The standard is the solid foundation that the house is built on. Does that make sense, Shanice and Cece? Perfect sense. Yeah, so it does go hand in hand as each other then, really. Absolutely. Yeah. But the plug is- you just touched on something though. Go on. Because I think that what a lot of people confuse is not the
1: standards and the boundaries, it's the barriers and the boundaries.
0: Right. So this is the plug. If the, if the house doesn't have a solid foundation, it will fall. Hence why when people don't have standards, they experience so much conflict because there's no there's there's nothing that it's standing on there's no foundation so your standards are like your foundation right now the boundaries notice that I said to protect what's inside if you go past the houses that are the six-figure houses guess what not only have they got a fence and a wall and a gate they got an alarm system they've got a um, cameras they've got cctv they've got all of this stuff why because they recognize the value of what's in that house do you understand so they've put stuff in place the cameras the fencing the gate, the buzzer all of that stuff to protect what is inside their house however this is what people do now, when you don't know the value of that, you're just putting up any fence that anybody could bruck down. You understand? You're just putting up any camera that is fake. It doesn't even work because it might scare people off because you don't necessarily know the value of what's inside. You're now putting a barrier up, not a boundary. Does that make sense, Cece or Shanice? Oh, y'all going quiet? Well.
1: I so um, yeah,
0: makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. So certain times we'll go into a relationship, for instance, we didn't have no standards. We didn't have no boundaries. My man takes us for a dickhead. Now we're hurt. And oh, everybody's going to do that. So what we do is block, 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 block. No one can't talk to me. This and that. That's not a boundary. That's a barrier. Because the truth of the matter is you deserve to be loved. You deserve for somebody to love you, but because you got hurt, now you're putting up a barrier, not a boundary. Whereas your boundary might say, you know what, I'm gonna take my time in dating somebody before we decide that we're in a relationship. I'm gonna figure out who they are and if we work together before we put a title on the fact that it's a relationship. Whereas a barrier might say, he ain't ain't it anyway, so you know what, we gonna just have some sex. Because you think somewhere in your head that that's protecting you. That's the crazy thing about it. could was you going to say something?
1: No, I
0: was in my mic because that, um, I think a lot of us needed to hear that. Yeah, but it's a barrier. We think, oh, well, just have sex. And then they really can't get to know us too much. But then you don't recognise that you still didn't have a boundary, so you still end up hurt. You still end up sitting there lying down at night questioning yourself major difference whereas when you recognize the value of what you have you've already got boundaries in place you've already got things in place and is that not having a, bo-
1: a boundary or is that them not having a standard because
0: can work it depends on how you're using it so basically my standard might say um let me think of a standard that i've got okay so i can't think thinking i'll thinking give you a
1: I would love for some people to come up and give us perspectives on what they think a standard is or what they think a boundary is so that we can have like living examples like, I think this is standard and like let's see if we can throw it to the audience and see what everybody else thinks because I do think it's one thing to yes, say yes, yeah, let's do it. that yeah, I get it, it's one thing but to put this into real life to apply this into our lives is a very different thing can I, I say,
0: say as well One thing that I want to say, right, is your standards and your boundaries are so personal that what might be a standard for you could be a boundary for somebody else. But it's about recognising the difference in how you set them. Do you understand? So, for instance, um, my standard might say to me, a man needs to present himself. He He might need to have a job. I'm not going to be dating no man that ain't got a job that might be a standard for me. For somebody else, that could be, they might've put that in place as a boundary because they recognize that they were the type of person who would always overcompensate for the person they were giving, they were dating. So they would pay for things. They would like buy love through money. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So what's a standard for me could be a boundary for somebody else because it's so personal. Before we even ask, if you're in the audience and you wanna just share some of your standards or some of your boundaries, or you just wanna ask what the difference is, I was doing some research and I love how this person, Thomas Leonard, broke down the difference. I love this. He says, a standard is a yes and a boundary is a no. And I was like, duh. <laughs> he says, Boundaries are what you have determined that other people or environments cannot do to you. So boundaries are basically a no. As in, no, you cannot be rude to me. No, you cannot ignore me. No, you cannot dump that task on me last minute. Standards, however, are the behavior and excellence that you naturally hold yourself to. So standards are basically a yes. Like, yes, I treat other people well. Yes, I am honest. Yes, I am someone who learns quickly. And yes, I do not tolerate much. Does that make it clearer?
1: Yeah, so for me now, when I've heard that, a standard is an internal thing. Like you're saying, it's, it's for me, whereas the boundary is outside of me. That makes so much
0: sense. Yes that's the clarity that i wanted people to understand a standard is the inside and the the boundary is the protection from the outside that's the difference Shanice, are we clearer i am sorry i've got children in the bath so I, I, i'm listening okay that's yes, great okay we got we got children screaming and shouting too don't you worry about it So anybody in the audience, what I wanted to give to you guys as well, when it comes down to standards, when we don't have standards for ourselves, this is why we go into situations and experiences and we almost don't know what to expect. One of my standards for myself is that I do everything by intention. That didn't always be a standard for me. There was a season in my life where I would kind of just go with the flow, like, okay, cool, if if that's working over there, yeah, I'll go there, or yeah, I'll do that, or yeah, I'll just go with the flow. But the minute that I started to recognise more and more and more how valuable I was, I recognised how important my energy was, I recognised how important my time was, I recognised how important and valuable my presence was, I don't go just anywhere. I don't just be anywhere, I don't just talk about anything, I don't because there's a standard for myself that says is that valuable to you or not and if it's not valuable I ain't got no business going there so anything that I do I'm intentional about it And for me personally, the more intentional that I got with my choices, the more intentional that I got with my tongue, the more intentional that I got with my thoughts, life started to move differently because life started to move on intention. Some people don't even date with intention. It's just, ah, we'll see how this works out because there's no standards in how you're dating listen if you're the type of guy that's going to be texting me we can't communicate if you're not making time if you're the kind of guy that's messaging me what are you doing what are you do I ain't got time for you when you message me I'm planning to take us out on this date or this date which one works for you what time works for you I see an intentional person now we can have a conversation that's a standard for me And when I started to recognise that because certain of those things weren't in place, there is a standard around the jobs that I will apply for. Whereas there used to be a season where I just needed money. So it was, okay, yeah, that's convenient. That's not bad. It's okay, pay, I'll do that. No, I'm intentional about the jobs that I'll go for. And the more intentional that I got with the standards that I was setting up for myself, life started to move differently as much as there were certain standards that I had from very very young especially when it came to relationships and the reason why I had those standards was the level of value that my parents pumped into me I wasn't just for anybody not anybody could just talk to you Not the first person who shows some interest in you and tells you everything that you want to hear. Does it mean, oh, let's get into an intimate conversation or an intimate interaction? I think not. Hence why that conversation last week triggered me so much. But it triggered me to recognize things that I took for granted, like standards. And I don't know And maybe you guys can answer this. I don't know what kind of standards you can have if you don't know the value. So as my value changes, maybe my value doesn't actually change, but the way that I see myself, right? As that changes, my standards change. My boundaries change. There was a boundary that I put in place to my family and friends. You don't get to have certain conversations with me anymore. You don't get to call me at certain times. Boundaries. Because when I'm doing me time between like five and nine in the morning, mm, I'm not giving that time to people anymore. I'll have certain calls and certain conversations within that time, but I'm not going to just have the average, hey, how are you doing? Within that time, it doesn't serve me. So a boundary had to be put in place. That's the difference. That's how you learn to set them. Because when you recognize the value, this stuff is easy. But when you don't know the value, I believe it's harder. So maybe before people can really think about, yo, what standards do I have for myself? What boundaries are in place to protect what's within me? I don't know if you want to protect something if you don't see it as valuable. And so maybe the conversation is, how do we get to see our value? And what are we doing about the value that we have? How do we take care of that? How do we nurture that? How do we then look after that? How do we grow that? And maybe when your mind starts to open up to those things, now the standards are a necessity. The boundaries even bigger. Because when I was talking last week and I was saying, you're a diamond, not anybody just gets to have that in their hands. Not anybody gets access to diamonds. Some of us are going to go our whole life and never experience a diamond. Other people have them in abundance because they know that they're easily available to them. They're easily available to us all. And some of you just went, no, they're not. Yeah, they are. But the only reason that they're not is because you don't believe they are. But I dare you to start moving like a diamond, thinking like a diamond, visualizing diamonds in your life and tell me what it does. Do it without no doubt. Do it with complete faith. And tell me what it does for you. My standards raised as I raised the bar in how I saw myself. My standards will continue to rise as I continue to change the way that I define myself. And my boundaries are coming in right in with the standards because there has to be a level of protection. Because when you don't protect what's valuable, anything can get a hold of it. Cece, you got anything to say?
1: You've just highlighted to me um, a conversation that I have regarding um, boundaries and barriers. And for this particular person, they feel that my boundaries are barriers. And I'm understanding now listening to you
0: because when I was in um, relation with them I didn't have standards Mm. but now that I've stepped out of
1: that and I am put in my standard for myself has changed my standard for what I'm willing to accept and who I know that I am has completely transformed so when they see me stand in my standard and like you said my boundary says no, that's that's no longer acceptable Mm. they're trying to hold me the standard
0: they knew me at love it and also that's sometimes why we don't grow we don't grow because as much as we have standards and boundaries for ourselves other people have them for us too and you've only got to be a parent to know that you have a certain level of a standard and an expectation that you have for your children and when they don't live up to that standard or they don't live up to that expectation something goes on within you whether you accept it or you decline it something happens within you and it's the same thing that happens within our relationships and I'm not just talking about intimate relationships I'm talking about any relationship because I'm always saying this we teach people how to treat us And so when we don't have a standard or we don't have a boundary and they've been able to get away with doing whatever, they've been able to speak to us however, they've been able to treat us however, and we've allowed it, but now we grow, we evolve, so we're like, wait, hold up a minute, I need to safeguard myself. I need to protect myself. So actually you're not going to just show up here whenever you're drunk, you know? You're not going to just call my phone whenever you've got someone that you need to speak to and lay everything off your chest. No, I'm not going to be that for you anymore. They get upset. Because the only people who get upset by your boundaries are the ones who benefited before you had them.
1: De-de-de-de-de. That's exactly it. That
0: is my penny drop moment. That's exactly it. People who are growing and evolving and moving at the same rate as you, they're not gonna be upset by your boundaries because they recognize that your boundaries is not to keep them out. Your boundaries are to protect what's within. But when you're not on that side of the fence, you feel blocked, you feel misunderstood, you feel attacked. And again, the only people who get upset by your boundaries are the ones who benefited the most when you didn't have them.
1: And if our standards mean that somebody else has to raise their bar and they are not ready to grow, that is where things become a problem.
0: Boom. There you go. Right there. Some of our standards and our boundaries will ask the people closest to us to grow. will ask the people po- closest to us to evolve. And if they're not in a place to receive it, yeah, they're going to come for your ass. <laughs>
1: and I love it because it's taken me back to, um, <laughs> it's taken me back to when we started the lives all them years ago.
0: Girl, um, you knew your intention, girl, you know, the standard that you were setting for yourself,
1: but your standard created barriers in that, for example, where he wasn't yet ready to step into that part of himself and he wasn't. um Sure, what was going to come out of your mouth? He wasn't sure what he was going to say. I mean, it is Tanya,
0: after all. And also, you understand it because he had a duty of care to protect, right? Yes. What was his? Yes. And my level and duty of care to protect what was mine was—I must speak my damn truth, you know. And if it upsets some people, this is just my version of the story.
1: Yes.
0: Other people have their version of the story. You know, and we had to move past that place of that being okay, you know, because our boundaries were different, our standards were different. My standard for myself says, I am willing, yeah, to speak my truth, even if it disappoints and offends another person. Many people do not have that standard for themselves.
1: And that's it. Some people's standards will say, I will only say things if it's not going to hurt another. Right. I will only say things if it, if it makes
0: everybody comfortable. So I yes. won't say nothing at all, because I don't want to upset other people. You understand? But I'm willing to upset myself. People need to recognise that that's a standard that you've set for yourself. That's a standard that I've never had in my life, ever. From what? A couple of years old, and someone said, oh, my God, you look so much like your dad. And I said to them, "And what the ha- what's that got to do with you? And I was young. I didn't know why the woman was in my business telling me that. And she didn't even mean anything bad. But I was just a little bit punchy from young. And I've grown into it more and more. And sometimes, sometimes, actually, sometimes I just say nothing at all. Because wanting peace is better than wanting to be right. And people are going to find their way, literally. So you don't always have to be right. That's another standard. I don't always have to be right. I would rather be at peace. But when it gets to a point where my throat chakra starts hurting me and I'm losing my voice and my voice is croaking, mm -mm, I'm going to speak my damn truth. Mm -mm. I know people who have lost their voice, seriously lost their voice because they would not speak their truth. their truth. Energy is just so real. It's very real. And so I want to give you some examples of some boundaries versus standards. And here's another like example of the difference. Boundaries are designed to keep your self-love intact and prevent you from being manipulated, used or violated. I'm going to say that again. Boundaries are designed to keep your self-love intact and prevent you from being manipulated, used or violated. And I wanna pose this question. I don't know if any of you on the stage can answer it, but anybody in the audience too. Has anybody ever felt like they've been manipulated and had a boundary in place? No?
1: um i for sure have not
0: i'm not (laughs) lying um because i just want to know i don't think you can be manipulated when you stay in alignment to your boundaries i'm
1: trying to really say yes but when i think about it i didn't have a boundary in place
0: there that, we go that's
1: actually the issue. yeah I did I didn't have a boundary in place um yeah yeah I'm gonna go back on mute now
0: I think that's a good point for some of us to digest maybe we're being manipulated used or abused or taken advantage of because we don't have a boundary in place so maybe that's something that we need to consider and also maybe we don't even understand the importance of self-love because it's kind of spoken about so much now in different aspects of life that it's almost become a blouse thing to some people. But one thing I will say about self-love is I believe it's a forever journey. I believe that you're gonna have to fall in love with yourself again and again and again, just like if you're in a committed relationship long-term. You don't always wake up and love that person. But it's a choice to choose to love them every day.
1: And it definitely comes in ways. There were moments when I believed that the I was taking were based on me loving myself and, you know, yeah, I'm doing this because I'm free and I love myself and, you know, I can show up this way because it's okay and actually it was the complete opposite. It was me being hurt, it was me being broken. It was me being so far in my damage, that
0: I couldn't even see. Love that. So here's what it says about standards. Standards are the qualities that must be present before you agree to entertain anyone else, in particularly romantically. So I'm gonna give you some examples of boundaries and standards in a relationship. Because I feel that, I personally feel it's important that you know your standards and boundaries full stop. But I also believe that the easiest way that you can sit down and figure this out is to try and go through it emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. And an extra one I would give you, is with your time and energy. And if you can categorize your standards and boundaries in each of those sectors, I believe it would put you in a very good place of being clear Um, when you walk into circumstances, scenarios, you could do the same. Some of you are workaholics and you've become workaholics because remember in the beginning, I was talking about value. So wherever you see your value we tend to sometimes do the most in that area. So for instance, if you believe that you've got to work hard to make it up the ladder or work hard to provide for your family, or you've never defined yourself by anything outside of work, work is your place that you go and feel good and feel successful and all of that stuff. What are your standards and boundaries in there? Are you working overtime all of the time? Do you have a boundary that says, I'm going to do as much as I can within these set hours, but at that clock, I'm logging off because I recognize that I've been given so much time to my job and not enough time to me. I've been trying to find my value just in that job, but there's so much other things that I want to do. So my standard is that I'm valuable. I know I'm valuable. I know what I bring to the workplace. I know that I'm great at what I do. But my boundary says what we ain't going to do is work 40, um, 50, 60 hours a week. So what I invite you all to do is go through the sectors of your life, the ones that are working well, as much as the ones where you might be struggling and figure out what are my standards, what are my boundaries? And then see how that makes you feel, see how that makes you manoeuvre your time and energy. Sometimes we're having conversations for hours and hours and hours that are draining us about things that we know we don't want to talk about anymore. But again, because you don't have a boundary in place, people are calling you for that conversation. But now you know better. Your boundary might say, you know what? I'm willing to give this person 10 minutes of my time. I'm not going to do this for half an hour. And what I ain't going to do is talk about certain things that don't serve me. Now you're having standards. Now you're having boundaries. Because the truth of the matter is, the more that you really allow yourself to be more of who you are, this stuff naturally starts to happen because you recognise that there's only a certain amount of hours within the day that you can operate at your max capacity. You don't go at your max capacity all day. So when you're going at your max capacity, where does that time and energy need to be spent? Are you a mother that needs to spend that with your children? Are you a wife that is nurturing your relationship? Are you building a brand and a business and you need to put those hours there, but yet all of your max capacity is going to your job? Are you on a journey of self-love and self-discovery, but you're still a mom, you're still running a business, you still got a job. So you're giving all of this time and energy that by the time you want to put that max capacity into you, you're tired. This is why standards and boundaries work for you because it allows you to be able to figure out where am i max where can i maximize myself in the best way where can i give of more of myself where it needs to be given and pull it out of where it may be draining this is why it works so i want to give you some examples of how you can use it in a relationship so some of your boundaries in a relationship. Maybe I'm not accepting no last minute dates. I'm not having no calls after 11pm. I ain't doing no Netflix and chill. I'm having no sex before commitment. I will not tolerate verbal abuse. I will not date anyone still in a relationship with another person while they try to figure that shit out. I will not play the role of a mother to my partner. (laughs) I will not date someone who disrespects me in any way. I will not chase anyone for love or affection. And I will not pursue anyone that is not emotionally available to me. They're boundaries. We got any questions on the stage? Any questions in the room? No, they're very clear. They're very good ones as well. I laughed at the Netflix and chill. <laughs> so that's a whole boundary. We be Netflix and chilling, and when their hands are rolling up your legs, we feel disrespected. <laughs> but we Netflix and chill. <laughs> and here's some standards. <sighs> they must have the basics. A job, their own place and be willing to support themselves. A standard. They must be in a career that they enjoy, they must be doing something that they love. Ooh, why would this stuff be standards for a person like me? Because I'm gonna do what I love regardless. So I can't be with somebody who doesn't understand that. That's why your standards are about you. Just wanted to sidetrack off of that. Um, you might say, your standard is that they have to be emotionally, physically, and financially healthy. They're willing to work. That's a big standard, <laughs> Yo. Mm-hmm. They're willing to work towards being the best version of themselves. And they're open to becoming more conscious and working on their issues and being willing to do the shadow work. They're standards for a person like me because I recognize where I am in my life. And if I date somebody that doesn't understand certain aspects of me, it's just a problem. So once I have my standards set from the get-go, it's not even a checklist, but it's an awareness list. That's the difference. Some of us are writing a to-do list about the man that we want. I just wanna have awareness. And I want God to surprise me, you feel me? But with the awareness, I am going to tap into different things. I am going to continue to grow. I am always gonna do what I love. And I don't wanna be with a man that's limiting himself in those areas of life. I don't want it. You just just made me, um, like you
1: made something pop up in my head, which I just wanna highlight. A standard is not an expectation. They are two different things.
0: Period. Some of us have expectations for
1: our relationships, expectations for our children, expectations for those people around us. That is not a standard. A standard can be measured.
0: Just wanted to throw that out there, guys. And there you have it. It's a difference between standards and boundaries. And I just pray that this conversation has allowed some of you to be clearer. And I pray that it allows you to understand why they're important. Because sometimes I think when you get into rooms of coaching or counselling or levelling up or, you know, evaluating your life, people chuck around these words, you need boundaries, you need standards. You need to do the shadow work, you need to do mirror work. And You don't know what those things are. But when you start to understand what they actually are, Now you can put them in place. Another beautiful way to write your boundaries is to write them as affirmations. Because the more that you can believe them, the more that you can say them, the more that you can make them solid is the more that they will stand. And I would love to go into a deeper conversation, but I won't. Um, I do do one-to-one coaching and you can come and see me for it. But what I do teach my clients is about how they then communicate their standards and boundaries because you don't just walk around saying, no, this is what I'm nah, nah, it doesn't work like that. And many people write this stuff down Mm -hmm. and what they communicate is completely different. And that is what struck me in that room. What struck me in the room last week is how things were just falling out of people's mouths. But what they weren't saying is that the only reason why I can be in this particular situation is because I ain't got no standards. The only reason I can be in this situation is because I ain't got no boundaries. And that wasn't coming out of their mouth like that, but it was coming out of their energy. And I was like, whoa, as a woman, that made me sit up. Y'all know I was asleep last week, but I sat up. I had to go and walk outside. Because I was like, we've got a nerve telling men that they're doing this and they're doing that. But yet we're just opening our door. We're just opening our crutches. We're just settling because we want a family and we want the expectation or the idea that we've wrote down since we were five or 10 or 12 about a family. So now we don't even value what you're bringing to the table.
1: That's a whole word. That is a whole word. And I wrote this down the other day. I wrote down that, um, um, anyone that doesn't know, I've been writing recently. And when I wrote it down, I wrote down that I realised that I was so busy building my picture that I didn't actually consider the other person in the frame. It was just about what I wanted and what I saw for myself. And I find that women do that a lot. Men do it a lot too. We are so busy building up the picture that we have built in our heads that we're not considerate to the other person or how they fit into the frame
0: yet some reason we attracted them you understand for some reason we got children with them what happens when we humble ourselves to ask? like okay cool i don't believe nothing doesn't happen for a reason so what does this person as much as i have to teach my children what do we where's the value in us both
1: and sometimes people are in our lives to teach us that we don't have standards right Baby girl, you ain't got no
0: standards. Right. So I could just come in and walk all over your parade because you're, you didn't have a fence. The fence has been broken for years and I've been watching how broke the fence was. I was just waiting to pull up. Because guess what? They ain't got no standards for their self either. So it's more of a conversation for me where I was like, wow, how can I attract this? And believe me, I've attracted a person that didn't have no damn standards. And that made me make sure that I put, and I'll tell you why I did that as well. Because what happened is I had these standards. I had certain values and I was relentless. I was, my no was a solid no. And my yes was a solid yes. And then I got into this whole idea of telling myself, oh, maybe your bar's too high. So I started letting it fall a bit. Never again in my life will I do that. Never, never, ever, ever will I do that. Never. Never. And that's sometimes also the, the the battle that some of us are fighting is that, do you know how often I heard, especially growing up, oh, you think you're too good? Oh, you think you're better than other people? Because I weren't out here running about how my friends were. And if I caught you and you was moving with me and you were acting and conducting yourself in a certain way that I didn't like, yeah. We went to blows, yeah. I was a fighter. Yeah, I've dragged some of my friends out of certain people's houses because of the way they conducted themselves. That was me at 15, 16 years old. Because the way that I saw it is you're associated with me, and I ain't associated with that behavior. Just the same way if we went out with certain of my friends and they would be doing the most, running up their mouth, cutting people out. And when a fight comes, they ain't nowhere to be seen. Now I got a fight for your ass. And you know what? It's like our mum and dad had um, standards for
1: us. Like our standards were very clear from the time that we were young. Um, you know, our yeses and our nos were very clear. And when I knew that I was acting outside of those standards and I was disrespecting those boundaries, I weren't doing it in their face. I was doing it down the road, round the corner where I didn't think they could see me. <laughs> but <laughs> you still get catched, though. <laughs> One day when mum pulled up in the car and said, hello. <laughs> yeah. These were my days, guys, where I thought, "How all the rest of my friends are smoking cigarettes, I'm gonna go down there and, go to your and a and smoke cigarettes." Well, little did I know that the lady that works in the corner shop knew my parents. <laughs> I knew my parents, while I was down the road smoking the cigarette, and my mum pulled up in the car and she just, she just very respectfully said, "Hello." And
0: I <laughs> knew We lost GC. You, you back? Yeah, man. Up. And also, remember, Daddy had that standard, guys. We were not allowed to be on Slough High Street on a Saturday past six o'clock. We <laughs> had to be at home. <laughs> and there was also like a pool room where everybody used to chill. Everybody used to chill, not. Not Claudius's children. We were not allowed to be in there, and if it was heard that we were anywhere near there, we may as well have not gone home. So there was certain standards <laughs> that were put in place. Their boundaries, <laughs> boundaries, and their standards
1: men. Yeah, you guys can do this, but guess what? I'm waiting outside the ice
0: arena for you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get yourself in no foolishness. <laughs> Everybody else was allowed to make their way home. We got picked up. You know, I even laugh sometimes. I genuinely laugh. Like, I don't even know if my dad remembers this, but I was already pregnant and I would go to like my boyfriend's house. And when I would go to his house, you best believe my dad still did picked you me up you at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> let me use the ring at a specific time. And I'm like, I'm
1: sure you know that you're
0: interrupting me. Are you on car? <laughs> <laughs> what are doing? Don't I'm convinced that dad thought sex happened after eleven. So I had to be picked up by eleven. got Yes, fine. Thank you, Dad.
1: Okay,
0: Dad. I got smarter though, because by the time I got to college, all I did is I just didn't go to college then, skipped it during the day. So You were gonna pick me up at six, didn't matter. I wasn't there at college, boo. (laughs) But anyways, people will test your boundaries. They will, They that's one thing. Your standards are for you, so they're an internal thing. But people will test the boundaries, you know. People will, especially if you've got children and you have certain things in place, like it's summer. And my boys seem to be alive until four o'clock in the morning. Like, what we ain't gonna do is that. It's summer, you might get an extension till 12, maybe half 12, one the latest. But after that, you're still going to bed at a decent time because you ain't gonna lie down okay, in this house all day. Time. Right. But you're doing, you're doing this thing. And it's funny because I was listening to when Kirsty said earlier um, when I done the room on um, standards and expectations.
1: And it, it's very interesting because I. I have only really set one standard for my children but I think it covers everything and that is do what you've got to do so you can do what you want to do so when they come mum did you do what you've got to do and they
0: go uh okay talk to me when it's done love that love that and I always say I think that I had a lot of standards for myself from just being a mum you know and I have to keep revisiting them because I recognize that some of my standards that I had for myself would then go on to my children. And it doesn't necessarily work for them. You know, it's not necessarily who they're called to be. So a major part of me being a parent is I am so open and I'm and I live in the idea that actually they've come to teach me more than I've got to teach them. And that humbles me. And I'm just, that's how me and my children vibe. I recognise that they're teaching me. I'm learning so much through them. And guess what? I thought that, you know, a parent was to teach us. Because I tell everybody all the time, my parents, I feel they just had everything figured out. There ain't nothing to this day that I don't feel they can do or they can't give me knowledge and wisdom on. But me being a parent... (laughs) I know I make mistakes. I know I get things wrong. And I'm, and I'm very open to say that because that's just how life is, you know? I don't believe nobody's perfect, but in the same time, I believe we're all perfect for how God designed us to be. So we just got to bathe in that per- perfectness. We've got to start to recognize that perfectness within us. And sometimes I think for a lot of people, it's easy to recognize our flaws. It's easy to hold ourselves accountable to what we're not doing or who we're not. But what happens when we start to hold ourselves accountable to who we are and what we are doing and the amazingness that's within us? That's when it becomes so juicy when you set standards and, and boundaries because they're not about hurting anybody. They're about protecting yourself, they're about loving yourself, they're about honoring yourself. And so it becomes like a code of honor. So when I was talking and I said, you can say some of them in affirmations, here's a physical boundary. I love you so much, and I am in need of some physical space right now. So I cannot do the uncomfortable hugging. That's a boundary. I love people so much, but I don't hug everybody. Because when I hug people, you see the way my spirit is is set up? I feel so much. And I don't always want to feel that level around people. So I protect myself and I don't hug people. I don't hug certain people I do not hug. I do not. And it isn't because I don't love them. It's because I love them so much, but I love me way more that I'm not taking on that energy. A mental boundary. I want to spend time with you and I cannot do that if we continue to discuss this. So, you know, certain times you're around people and you're having a certain level of discussion. For me, this kicked in a lot around COVID-19. I'm not here for certain discussions about it. I'm not putting my energy into it. I'm not talking about it with certain people. That's a boundary. Because what we ain't going to do is spend the next hour having completely opposing views and not coming to no understanding. Mm -mm, It's cool. We don't need to talk about it. You believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. And I'm cool. It's a boundary, emotional boundary. As much as I want you to be happy, I'm realizing that I can't be responsible for your happiness. Ah. Some of y'all need that, especially in our relationships. We sometimes hold ourselves accountable to, you know, making the other person happy. That's not your job. It's their job to make themselves happy. You might add to that, but you're not responsible for it. And some of us need to fire ourselves from that position in people's lives. And a spiritual boundary. I understand and value your spiritual practice, but talking about this makes me uncomfortable. Some people's spiritual practices don't sit with you. You don't understand them. It doesn't matter how they're explaining it or whatever. It it doesn't make you feel good. And you need to protect yourself and say, I can't have this conversation and that's cool. And a person that understands you is gonna understand that. A person that doesn't is gonna take that shit personal. But it's about you protecting you. It's not about you protecting anybody else. It's not about you pushing anybody else. It's about you protecting you when it comes to a standard, sorry, a boundary. And when it comes to a standard, it's about you valuing you. And I don't know about anybody else, but that just makes me feel beautiful. That makes me feel like when we start to value ourselves, and love ourselves and protect ourselves, what kind of world would we live in? I believe that we witness a lot of things where people's, it's their values that are out. It's their morals that are out. When I have a sound moral, you know, I treat others how I would like to be treated. I don't go around hurting people intentionally. I don't go around manipulating people. I don't go around fighting and doing all of this stuff you know walking around with a knife to stab up people I don't do those things because I value life I know how precious life is and because I love people you see my level of love if you're walking around with shit on your shoe and ain't no one else telling you I'm gonna tell you Sometimes I can't really tell you when you've got a bogey hanging out of your nose because I really find it uncomfortable, but generally my ethos is, I'ma tell you. And sometimes when I'm that person that's willing to say something that no one else is willing to say, yeah, I'm the bad person. Yeah, I'm the who does she think that she is person. I'm the, she needs to sit down. Yeah, I hear it all. And again, I don't care because I know why I'm doing it. I know when I was in my dark corner, I know when I wasn't in my closet with God, I know when I I wasn't in my prayer corner, where I was in my dark place under my sheets, I know what that place is like to be in. I know how easy it is to stay there. So if I could be a voice that could say, babe, there's something more for you. There's something more valuable in you. I'm gonna do that all day, every day. And it might not always come like that. It might come out like you are selfish and self-centered. And that is why life isn't working for you. You do not clap when other people win. You're bitter and broken. I will say that, I will. I will say that you've been dysfunctional, you're toxic. No one's toxic, you're toxic, your thoughts are toxic. You need to learn to forgive. You need healing. I will say it, because that's how I love. And I'm okay with that. I sleep good at night. I wake up purposeful and happy, and I'll go to sleep happy, because I believe that one day I'm gonna meet my father. Not the Father that he blessed me here on earth with, the father that is the creator of all things. And he's going to ask me what, what I'd done with all that he placed in me. And I'm going to say I used it all. I'ma say I used every inch of it. I'ma say I'm coming out of here empty. Thank you for giving me this chance in this season to experience life because I'm going to do everything with everything you've given me. I'm willing to die empty. So if that looks like books, if that looks like dance, if that looks like speaking, if that looks like writing, if that looks like colouring, whatever it is, I'm going to do it. And as each and every single one of you come into these different shake-the-rooms, and as each and every single one of you host your rooms, that's the intention, that we live our truth, that we be our truth so unapologetically that we don't even need to make announcements about it. We just are. That's the plug of the room. That's the standard that I set for my brand. Is that you be your truth unapologetically. You be raw to your core. You be undefined by anyone and anything outside of you. But that that, which is within you, that's what defines you. And you pay attention to it. And you revel in it and you dance in it, and you get excited about it, and you love it, and you share it, and you bless others with it. That's what the Shake the Room is about. It's not about us just coming on stages and having, no, what we're trying to do is just inspire y'all with our truth, and it's not always easy to be in a position of sharing your truth and then being held accountable for how that makes people feel or what it does. It's not easy. But again, I'll pick this hard any day. Because when I get a message from a person saying, thank you, thank you, I needed to hear that. I love that. When I get a message from someone saying I had a massive realisation, that's why we're in these rooms. When I get a call from somebody saying, yo, I heard that different today. Yes, I'm here for it. That's why we're shaking the room. Because it's about shaking you. And I pray it shakes you in the direction that you never look back, that you keep stepping down abundance lane because it's a one-way street. And the more that you move down abundance lane, you move further away from lack because you've got value and you've got standards and you've got boundaries and those things guide you as much as they protect you. Your intuition is your greatest guide because your intuition will perfectly align you with everybody who's assigned to you anyways. So you ain't got to worry about them because there's a creator who's taking control of it. So just handle your business and stay in your lane and see where that takes you. That's my deepest desire for these rooms. I don't have anything more to say. I'm done. Cece, Shanice, anybody in the audience got any questions? Is anybody more clear? Does anybody need this? Is anybody gonna use it? Any views or ideas? You're welcome to come to the stage. Anyone on the stage got anything to say?
1: That was great, thank you. I feel so much clearer now and I've definitely had some realizations for myself of where I felt that I had Um, boundaries and that I I didn't have boundaries I definitely had barriers Um, and also where I felt I set a standard and I'm realising now that I didn't have a standard at all I was just very much willing to accept whatever was thrown at me and it was reflected in what I got
0: so thank you for shining light on that you're welcome you're very welcome Shanice you good are you clearer now anybody in the audience she might be busy putting the children to sleep remember guys you can also
1: use the message box as well it's great to receive messages while we're up here I know dixie was saying when we were saying about um dad picking us up she said well she wasn't even allowed out so I'm like, yes. <laughs> we were okay we were that area but no. if at any point you can't talk please do use the message box because we will pick it up and read it and fire your questions out
0: as well Honestly, thank you guys. I have received some messages while I've been in here and I'm responding, it's funny. Um, And I will always, I will always try to respond. I will always try to help where I can. And if I can't, I'm happy to put you in a good direction of someone that can or that will. And I think that's the power of being in these rooms. Please don't ever think that you're alone in whatever you're experiencing or whatever you're going through. If you want help and you're willing to reach out and better yet, you're willing to receive the help then the universe is going to provide you with it and it's going to provide you with it in ways that you could never imagine. Sometimes we're asking for things and the answer is right in front of our face but we're, we're holding ourselves accountable to not seeing it and it's right there. It's right there under your nose. It is seriously right there I pray that you plant new ideas in your mind. I pray that you use new affirmations in your mouth. I pray that your life continues to transform in a way that it completely and utterly surprises you because you let go of being willing to control it. And you start allowing yourself to experience the beauty that's already been designed for you. We're in a month of power. And I believe that having standards and boundaries is a powerful thing to do. Because I believe that when you recognize your value, you've got to protect it at all costs. And another thing I want to say is power is completely different to control. It's so different. It's so, so, so different. And I pray that you find it. I'm out it's your girl coach t thank y'all so much for joining me and i'll see you in the morning tomorrow morning we are talking about systems behind success oh shall be juicy i'll see y'all then 7 15. thank you you're welcome thank you bye bye